0: Chapter Twenty of The War of Antichrist with the Church and Christian Civilization. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rosehip the war of antichrist with the church and christian civilization by monsignor george f dillon chapter twenty the international the nihilists the black hand etc i am well aware that there are multitudes in freemasonry even in the most advanced freemasonry of italy and france who have no real wish to see the principles of these anarchists predominate those for instance who in advocating the theories of Voltaire and embracing for their realization the organization of Weishaupt saw only a means to get for themselves honors power and riches which they could never otherwise obtain but by Freemasonry would be well pleased enough to advance no further once the good things they loved had been gained nous voulons monsieur said thiers la republique mais la republique conservatrice he and his desired of course to have the republic which gave them all this world had to bestow at the expense of former possessors they desired also the destruction of a religion which crossed their corrupt inclinations and which was suspected of sympathy For the state of things which masonry had supplanted but they had no notion if they could help it to descend again to the level of the masses from which they had sprung in italy for instance this class of freemasons have had supreme power in their hands for over a quarter of a century they obtained it by professing the strongest sympathy For the downtrodden millions whom they called slaves they stated that these slaves the bulk of the italian people in the country and in the cities were no better than tax-paying machines the dupes and drudges of their political tyrants victor emmanuel when he wanted as he said to liberate them from political tyrants declared that a cry came to him from the enslaved italy Composed of these downtrodden unregenerated millions he and his freemasons and carbonari the party of direction and the party of action therefore drove the native princes of the people from their thrones and seized upon the supreme sway throughout the italian peninsula were the millions of slaves served by the change the whole property of the church was seized upon where the burdens of taxation lightened very far from it the change simply put hungry freemasons and chiefly those of piedmont in possession of the church lands and revenues it dispossessed many ancient Catholic proprietors in order to put freemasons in their stead but with what consequence To the vast mass of the people to the peasantry and the working population some 24 out of the 26 millions of the italian people the consequence is this that after a quarter of a century of vaunted regenerated masonic rule during which the liberators were at perfect liberty to confer any blessings they pleased upon the people as such the same people are at this moment more miserable than at any past period of their history at least since catholicity became predominant as the religion of the country if their natural princes ever whipped them with whips for the good of the state freemasonry under the house of savoy slashes them with scorpions for the good of the fraternity To keep power in the hands of the atheists an army ten times greater and ten times more costly than before has to be supported by the liberated people a worthless but ruinously expensive navy has been created and must be kept by the same unfortunate regenerated people these poor people regenerated and liberated must man the fleets and supply the rank and file of the army and navy they must give their sons at the most useful period of their lives to the service of masonic united italy but the officials in both army and navy and their number is legion supported by the taxes of the people are freemasons or the sons of freemasons they vegetate in absolute uselessness so far as the development of the country is concerned living in comparative luxury upon its scanty resources the civil service like the army and navy is swelled with government billets out of all proportion to the wants of the people it is filled with freemasons it is a paradise of freemasons where piedmontese patriots who have intrigued with cavour or fought under garibaldi enjoy otium cum dignitate at the expense of the hard earnings of a people very poor at any time but by the present regenerated regime made more wretched and miserable than any christian peasantry not even excepting the peasantry of ireland on the face of the earth The consequence of the liberation wrought by the freemasons in italy is this they clamored for representative institutions all their revolutions were made under the pretext that these were not granted and the mass of the italian people seven-eighths of them are as yet unenfranchised after a quarter of a century of masonic supremacy in the land The masons represented the lot of the poor man as insupportable under the native princes but under themselves the poor man's condition instead of being ameliorated has been made unspeakably worse he is positively at present ground down in every little town of italy by insupportable exactions his former burdens are increased fourfold in many cases tenfold to find money for all the extravagances of freemason rule to make fortunes for the top sawyers and comfortable places for the rank and file of the sect a system of taxation the most elaborate severe and searching ever yet invented to crush a nation has been devised the peasants rent is raised by Masonic greed whenever a Mason becomes a proprietor as is often the case with regard to confiscated church lands land taxes cause the rents to rise everywhere the tenant must bear them then every article of the produce of his little rented holding is taxed as he approaches the city gates to sell it at home his pig is taxed his dog if he can keep one his fowl his house his fireplace his window light his scanty earnings titulo servizio all are specially and for the poor heavily taxed the consequence of this is that few italian peasants can since italy became united drink the wine they produce or eat the wheat they grow flesh meat once in common use is now as rare with them as it used to be with the peasantry in ireland milk or butter they hardly ever taste their food often sadly insufficient is reduced to pizzi a kind of cake made of maize or indian meal and vegetables or fruit when in season their drink is plain water they are happy When they can mingle with it a little vinaccio a liquid made after the grapes are pressed and the wine drawn off by pouring water on the refuse their homes are cheerless and miserable their children left to live in ignorance without schooling employed in coarse labor and clothed in rags The grand duke of tuscany had by wise and generous regulations placed hundreds yea even thousands of these peasants happy as independent farmers on their own land the crushing load of taxation has caused these to disappear and their little holdings have been sold by auction to pay taxes and have passed of course into the hands of speculators generally freemasons who when they become landlords vie with the worst of their class in ireland in greed in the states of the church where the careful most christian and compassionate spirit and legislation of the vicar of christ prevailed the peasantry ate their own bread drank their own wine and were decently nay even picturesquely clad as all travellers know before the liberation of the masonic piedmontese not a family was without a little hoard of savings for the age of the old and for the provision and placing in life of the young now gaunt misery even starvation is the characteristic of these populations after only some fifteen years of masonic rule the vast revenues of the church are gone none know whither the nation is none the better of them and the populace in their dire poverty can no longer go to the convent gate where before the poor never asked for bread in vain the religious deprived of their possessions and severely repressed have no longer food to give they are fast disappearing and the people already experience that the promises of freemasonry like the promises of its real author are but apples of ashes given but to lure to deceive and to destroy but to return the freemasonry of france and other continental nations which has done so much to give effect to the principles of voltaire and weishaupt wishes decidedly not to go beyond the role played by the freemasonry of italy but in france as in italy an inexorable power is behind them Pushing them on and also fanatically determined to push them off the scene when the time is ripe for doing so this the freemasons of italy well know this the men now in power in france feel but if they move against the current coming upon them from the depths of freemasonry woe to them the knife of the assassin is ready the sentence of death is there which they are too often told to remember and which has before now reached the very foremost men of the sect who refused or feared for motives good or bad to advance or to advance as quickly as the hidden chiefs of the revolution desired and decreed it removed nubius in the days of mazini it removed gambetta before our eyes it aimed frequently at napoleon the and would most assuredly have struck home but its aim was only to terrify him that so he as a carbonaro may be made to do its work soon and effectively masonry obtained its end and napoleon marched to the italian war and to his doom it is this invisible power this secret sleepless fanatical directory which causes the solidarity most evidently subsisting between freemasonry in its many degrees and aspects and the various parties of anarchists which now arise everywhere in europe in the last century kings princes nobles took up masonry it swept them all away before that century closed in the beginning and progress of this century the bourgeoisie took it up with still greater zest and made it all their own they for a long time would not tolerate such a thing as a poor mason poverty was their enemy what has come to pass The bourgeoisie at this moment are the peculiar enemy of the class of workmen who have invaded black or illuminated masonry and made it at last completely theirs the bourgeoisie are now called upon by the socialists to be true to the real leveling principles of the brotherhood to practice as well as preach liberty equality and fraternity to divide their possessions with the working men to descend to that elysium of masonry the level of the commune or die it is passing strange how masonry being what it is has always managed to get a princely or noble leader for every one of its distinct onward movements against princes property and society it had egalite To lead the movement against the throne of france in the last century it had the duke of brunswick frederick the second and joseph the second to assist in this century we see it ornamented by louis philippe napoleon the third victor emmanuel and others as figureheads and then nubius and palmerston both won from the leaders of the conservative nobility Were its real chiefs. Now, when it appears in its worst possible form, it is championed by no less a personage than a Russian prince of high lineage, a representative of the wealthiest, most exclusive, and perhaps richest aristocracy in the world. We find that in all cases of seduction like this, the promise of a mighty leadership has been the bait by which the valuable dupe has been caught by the sectaries the advice of piccolo tigre for the seduction of princes has thus never been without its effect these new anarchical societies are not mere haphazard associations they are mostly ably organized there is for instance in the international three degrees or rather distinct societies the one however led by the other first come the international brethren these know no country but the revolution no other enemy but reaction they refuse all conciliation or compromise and they regard every movement as reactionary the moment it ceases to have for its object directly or indirectly the triumph of the principles of the french revolution they cannot go to any tribunal other than a jury of themselves and must assist each other lawfully or otherwise to the very limits of the possible no one is admitted who has not the firmness fidelity intelligence and energy considered sufficient by the chiefs to carry out as well as to accept the programme of the revolution they may leave the body but if they do they are put under the strictest surveillance and any violation of the secret or indiscretion damaging to the cause is punished inexorably by death they are not permitted to join any other society secret or otherwise or to take any public appointment without permission from their local committee and then they must make known all secrets which could directly or indirectly serve the international cause the second class of internationalists are the national brethren these are local socialists and are not permitted even to suspect the existence of the international brethren who move among them and guide them in virtue of higher degree they figure in the meetings of the society and constitute the grand army of insurrection they are without knowing it completely directed by the others both classes are formed strictly upon the lines laid down by weishaupt the third class comprises all manner of workmen's societies with these the two first mingle and direct to the profit of the revolution The death penalty for indiscretion or treason is common in every degree the black hand and the nihilists are directed by the same secret agency to violence and intrigue amongst them but unknown to most of them are the men of the higher degrees who in dark concert easily guide the others as they please they administer oaths plan assassinations urge on to action and terrorize a whole country leaving the rank and file who execute these things to their fate it is unnecessary to dwell longer upon these sectaries well known by the outrages they perpetrate these terrible societies are unquestionably connected with and governed by the dark directory which now as at all times since the days of weishaupt rules the secret societies of the world mohammedanism permitted the assassins gathered under the old man of the mountain to assist in spreading the faith of islam by terrorizing over its christian enemies for a like purpose whenever it judges it opportune the dark alta vendita employs the assassins wholesale and retail of the secret societies it believes it can control when it pleases these ruthless enemies of the human race in this as nubius found out it is far mistaken but the encouragement of murderers as a skirmishing party of the cosmopolitan revolution remains since the days of weishaupt a policy kept steadily in view to-day that party is used against some power such as that of the popes or the petty princes of italy great powers like england in the belief that the mischief will stop in italy rejoice in the results attained by assassination tomorrow it suits the policy of the alta vendita to make a blow at aristocracy in england at despotism in russia at monarchy in spain and at once we find invincibles formed from the advanced amongst the fenians nihilists and the black hand from the ultras of the carbonari and young russia ready to use dynamite and the knife and the revolver reckless of every consequence for the ends of the secret directory with which the diplomacy of the world has now to count the professional lectures on the use and manufacture of dynamite given to nihilists in paris the numbers of them gathered together in that capital The retreat afforded there to the known murderers of the emperor alexander excited little comment in england if referred to at all in the press it was not with that vigorous abhorrence which such proceedings should create often a chuckle of satisfaction has been indulged in by some at the fact the utterances of the advanced members of the masonic intellectual party in the french senate excusing nihilists were quoted with a kind of faint damnation equivalent to praise i have no doubt but in russia a similar kind of tender treatment is given to the fenian dynamitards employed by o'donovan rossa so long as the leading nations in europe do not see in these anarchists and desperate miscreants the irreconcilable enemies of the human race paris completely as it is masonic will afford them a shelter and when french tribunals fine or imprison them it will be as in italy with a tenderness still further exhibited in jails the salvation of europe depends upon a manly abhorrence of secret societies of every description and the pulling up root and branch from human society of the sect of the freemasons whose illuminated plottings have caused the mischief so far and which if not vigorously repressed by a decided union of christian nations will yet occasion far more deus fecit nationones The nations can be saved but if they are to be saved it must be by a return to christianity and to public christian usages by eradicating atheism and its socialistic doctrines as crimes against the majesty of god and the well-being of individual men and nations by rigorously prohibiting every form of secret society For any purpose whatever by shutting the mouth of the blasphemer by controlling the voice of the scoffer and the impure in the press and in every other public expression by insisting on the vigorous christian education of children and if they can have the wisdom of doing it by opening their ears to the warning voice of the vicar of jesus christ it is not an expression of irish discontent finding a vent in dynamite which england has most to fear from anarchy its value to the revolution is the knowledge it gives to those millions whom english education methods are depriving of faith in god of the use of a terrible engine against order property and the very existence of the country as such the dark directory of socialism is powerful wise and determined it laughs at ireland and her wrongs it hates and ever will hate the irish people for their fidelity to the catholic faith but it seizes upon those subjects which irish discontent in america affords to make them teach the millions everywhere the power of dynamite and the knife and the revolver against the comparatively few who hold property this is the real secret of dynamite outrages in england in russia and all the world over and i fear we are but upon the threshold of a social convulsion which will try every nation where the wiles of the secret societies have obtained through the hate of senseless christian sectaries the power for atheism To dominate over the rising generation and deprive it of christian faith and the fear and the love of god i hope these my forebodings may not be realized but i fear that even before another decade passes socialism will attempt a convulsion of the whole world equal to that of france in 1789 And that convulsion i fear this country shall not escape our only chance lies in a return to god of which alas there are as yet but little signs amongst those who hold power amongst us i mean of course a return to the public christianity of the past to this pass freemasonry has brought the world and itself its hidden directory no outsider can know. Events may afterwards reveal who they were. Few can tell who is or is not within that dark conclave of lost but able men. There is no staying the onward progress of the tide which bears on the millions in their meshes to ruin. The only thing we can hope to do is to save ourselves from being deceived by their wiles this thank god we may and will do we can at least in compliance with the advice of our holy father open the eyes of our own people of our young men especially to the nature and atrocity of the evil that seeing they may avoid the snare laid for them by atheism to do this with greater effect We shall now for a while consider the danger as it appears amongst ourselves we shall also see what relation it has with its kind in other countries and so we shall take a brief survey of freemasonry with ourselves end of chapter twenty